Don't be a stumbling block. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are starting a new chapter in Luke's Gospel today. We are starting in chapter 17, and we will be in verses 1 through 4. Um, This is part of a larger section, verses 1 through 10, where Jesus has three unique teachings that have been grouped together um, under the uh, heading of Sin, Faith, and Duty. And today we're going to be covering the section that Jesus teaches on the topic of sin. And there are actually two small vignettes included in that uh, teaching. And then tomorrow we'll cover uh, the teaching on faith. And then we'll kick off Monday looking at his teaching on duty. And so we'll uh, cover this passage in three days Uh, Because they're unique, um, I thought we would tackle each one of them separately. Uh, Before we get into the Word today, uh, let's take some time uh, lifting our hearts to the Father. Heavenly Father, um, it's a new day and we give you thanks, Lord. Uh, Today as we begin uh, our day, we pray, Jesus, that you would go before us into all of the things that Uh, are on our plates today, Lord. It would be easy enough to take control. It would be easy enough to put blinders on and not uh, see the ways in which uh, you might be calling us to respond to the need so apparent around us. So Father, help us to go about our tasks and to do them responsibly, but help us to have eyes to see and ears to, to hear where you might be calling us to respond to Uh, people around us uh, who need to know that they're loved, who need to know that you love them, who need to know that uh, someone cares enough to listen. And so, Lord, may we be aware today um, and may we uh, respond uh, with your heart to the needs that we see around us today. Also, Father, as we prepare to study your word, we ask that you would ready our hearts to hear from you that we would have open and receptive hearts today so that the teaching of your word may have its maximum impact in our lives. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of those little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Now this is a power-packed little teaching Uh, sort of um, compressed into four verses. And uh, Jesus begins his teaching, and Luke tells us that he was speaking to his disciples. Now that may have been the small group of 12 that he specifically called, or it may have been the 12 plus those others that were devoted to following him around and being part of the troop. Uh, We don't know for sure. We can assume with certainty that the 12 would be with him. Um, And so he's teaching 
those devoted ones who are committed to following him. And uh, so these are things that he was teaching specifically to his followers. And he says, you know, it's obvious that there will be things that come into people's lives that are bound to cause them to stumble. Um, And so he's talking about those common temptations that roll into every person's life, even um, the most godly among us uh, in this earthly life. Uh, are never to the point where uh, they're not struggling with temptation. Temptations come. Um, It is a very normal part of life here. And Jesus says, those things are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. He's warning them not to be the source of temptation, not to be the source of stumbling for other people, especially uh, these that he calls little ones, and I would say that he's talking about um, the ones that have weak faith or have just started their journey of faith. And so he's warning them not to do anything that might cause people who are, who are just getting started in their journey of faith to stumble, to be tripped up. So that would mean nothing that we do by way of our actions, our words, or our teachings Um, to cause them to stumble. Jesus gives a great word analogy here. He says it would be better for that person to have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the sea than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Now, a millstone was the large grinding stone connected to uh, a mill grinder that usually had a long pole, would have been hooked to some kind of a, a gear or a bearing, and was a large stone, often of a great weight, that uh, wheat and other things would have been uh, threshed in and ground up in. And uh, so we're not talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, a cinder block here. We're talking about a stone that is going to pull you to the bottom in a hurry. And Jesus says, if you cause one of my little ones to stumble, it would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck. And what is he saying? He's saying, I take seriously your witness to people. I take seriously the the impact of your actions and your words and your deeds on others. And uh, by the grace, we pray always as God's children, as disciples of Jesus, that we would not cause another to stumble and fall into sin. And the stumbling he's talking about is the stumbling into sin. And um, when we have influence for the kingdom, we want to use that influence uh, to model a Christ-like example that others could reliably follow, not to model an example of uh, sinfulness um, that would lead others to do likewise. And so Jesus warns them, and he warns us, that we should watch ourselves. He means guard your heart, watch your your attitude, watch your behavior, watch your, uh, your own life and your own response to temptation. Um, evaluate your life against the gospel and continually ask Jesus to refine your heart uh, as only he can. Um, have a witness that would lead them closer to Christ, not farther away. And then he talks about sin between people. Um, Uh, who are close to each other. And this is probably in the context of the community of faith. He says, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. Now to rebuke someone for sin is simply to call out the sin. It's to address the sin directly and not avoid it, not to sugarcoat it. If someone gossips against you, it's simply to say, why did you do that? Why did you gossip against me? 
that goes against the covenant that we've made to each other as a brother and sister in Christ. So I'm asking you to uh, repent of that sin. And if they repent, Jesus says, forgive them. (laughs) So there's a biblical model here. Rebuke does not mean to rub their nose in what they've done. It simply means to call attention to it, to draw it out, to name it, to ask them why they did it, and to ask them uh, not to do it again, and then to give them the opportunity to repent of it. If they repent, then you forgive them. And the forgiveness should be free and willing, not begrudging, not... um, after we berate them, but it should be the the inclination of our heart to want to forgive our brothers and sisters when, after having addressed a sin issue, they repent. Jesus says we forgive them. And he says um, there's no end to the level of forgiveness we offer. He says even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, Jesus says you must forgive them. Now, repentance is something that only the Lord accomplishes. Uh, it's, the Bible says that it's the kindness of Jesus that leads us to repentance. <laughs> it's his kindness that draws us to repentance. And so when a person has been touched by the tender kindness of God, the compassion of Jesus, it draws them toward repentance. They want to repent when they realize they've sinned against God directly or against a brother or sister in the faith, or, or if they've harmed anyone. It's their desire in response to the kindness, the tenderness and compassion of Jesus to repent. Repenting is simply acknowledging what you've done and turning back in God's direction. Now, uh, the example he gives at the end of someone sinning seven times in a day, repenting seven times, and us forgiving them each time, um, it is God's to determine whether or not one's repentance is sincere. Repentance ultimately uh, winds up in a turning of one's life toward Jesus and away from sin. If that effective turning of one's life away from the sinful trajectory toward a deeper walk with Jesus does not happen, then it's clear that perhaps their repentance was shallow or not uh, sincere. That's God's to determine. Jesus says, if they sin against us, if they repent and ask for our forgiveness, then we are called to forgive. All right, my friends, a good and challenging teaching. Perhaps you're dealing with a person in your life that you're struggling to forgive. And the simple call of Jesus is that if they repent of what they've done, you call out the sin. If they repent, then you must forgive them. So let us be people of godly forgiveness today. Let us model that kind of forgiveness in our interactions with others, in our family, in our workplace, among our friends, so that Jesus might be lifted up in all things. Take care. God bless.